Welcome to Cary Live Work Play, where we talk to the people that make the town of Cary such a great place to live, work, and play. I'm Adam Eshball with Wayne Holt of Reward Builders, Next Home Reward, and 919 Beer. Welcome back to Cary Live Work Play. We are on week five, and we have had a pretty good variety of guests. I think it's been a great variety of guests. Yeah, and I'm really excited because I'm getting a little hungry. Anthony Rapillo from BP. Speaking of being hungry and needing food. Yeah. Um, excited to see not only his great pizza. I'm a big fan of wood-fired ovens anyway. Not only with pizza, but I like it when that's basically your only source of cooking in the restaurant, which this is. It makes it a pretty unique restaurant to eat in. And I am also a big fan of companies that use their, for lack of a better word, platform, whatever, their medium, right? Their medium is food um, to get involved with community and charity. And I'm anxious to talk about that. Yeah, I agree. It's really cool for um, if you follow, if you don't follow V Pizza on Facebook, you should. Uh, Anthony is very active on social media and uh, he lays it out there a lot of times. Just, uh, you know, how he feels and uh, he's, he's all about community. He's about uh, uh, people and he's a, his employees. It's, it's really cool. I'm excited to bring him in. All right. So we're going to bring in our guest this week, Anthony Rapillo of V pizza in Cary. So V pizza's Kildare farm road. Yes, sir. Right. How long have you guys been there? Uh, we opened, I opened that location in January of 2020. So right before the pandemic Good timing Yeah, yeah. to start a gathering place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We opened on the 22nd and then COVID came and uh, we lost our dining room like like everybody else did, what, like the second week of March. So we had like six solid weeks. March 17th, to be yeah. exact. Great I day. think the Not schools were out before then, though, because I mentioned a, a date the other day and I was corrected because it was ingrained in someone's brain who had elementary age kids or middle school kids. So anyway, we'll come back to that, Anthony. Let's let's talk about you a little bit. You know, your, your background in the pizza world, where you came from and why did you bring V pizza to carry? Yeah, so um, I was born and raised in Queens, New York. Um, Kind Yankees of fan or Mets? Big Yankees fan. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> My man. We'll get to that later. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes at me. So uh, No, it's not you. <laughs> so I first started, well, I mean, I, yeah, I, guess, I guess from Queens, maybe I, I could have been a Mets fan. But um, I started my first job was at a, a clam bar in Howard Beach, this place called Lenny's. It was family owned and operated. Um, I started there under the table when I was like 14, just busting tables. Um and I just fell in love with the service industry at a pretty young age. You know, I feel like everybody does. They try to leave it because nights and weekends are hard and you try to get like what you think is like a quote unquote normal job. But it always kind of called me back. Um, I left New York. I went on like a Euro trip with a girlfriend at the time. And the first like leg of our trip was to Naples. Um, we were staying at an Airbnb. I kind of like took a liking to the couple that ran the Airbnb. It was like an, an elderly Italian couple. Um, and then when it was time to come back home, I told the girl, I was like, Hey, I think I'm just going to stay. So, uh, so I quit my job. So why didn't that relationship work out? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So we're not married. Let's talk about <laughs> that. That's a recurring issue, but, uh, it's a different podcast. So, uh, so I ended up staying in Naples for probably, uh, not for two, I, I was probably there for like, like 14, 15 weeks, learned a lot about pizza, or at least what I thought I could learn about pizza. Um, me being from New York, you know, you kind of think that. That's like the epicenter and all oh, New York pizza is the best. And then, you know, you're kind of taught something different. Um, and I definitely fell in love with it. I ended up in 
Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, my sister lives there, and I wanted to be close to her family. There was really nobody left for me in New York. Um, so I was living with her. I had met um, this guy who had the concept of V-Pizza. Um, we had instantly hit it off through some other stuff, through some stuff with cancer that me and him were both trying to work on. We have um, a fundraiser that we run together called V for Victory. Um, the V Pizza idea was kind of born. And then I took a team of like my old friends from New York and his nephew. And then we moved to uh, to Cary, North Carolina. And then we, we started working on it, man. I'm sorry. I still got I can't get past the point that there's somebody from New York who admits they don't know everything about pizza <laughs> or wings or wings. Yeah, right. I think. Uh, so you liked pizza. You liked the service industry, but it. you really fell in love when you were in Italy. Yeah, it was. It's just so crazy. You know, like it's it's everything like like, you know, there's you're not sitting on your like I'm I'm obsessed with my phone. Like I just am right. Like I'm constantly whether it be like ESPN or Instagram, whatever it is, you're always on your phone. You're always like checking things that aren't super important. And then you're in a place like that when there's not Wi-Fi everywhere. You know, you're kind of just stripped of those certain things. And, you know, you're sitting at a dinner table with with a couple for three hours and you're just talking about your day and you're talking about life and you're sitting outside on on like the stoop. Right. So I almost felt like I was a little kid again. So Naples kind of stripped a lot of the things that I was used to being accustomed to growing up in a big city and then learning more about the intricacies of pizza and why, you know, and, you know, I mean, it was invented there. Right. Like Neapolitan pizza is the birthplace of pizza. and, and it just changed my perspective on everything. I was like, okay, cool. This is what I'm going to do, right? So I was 28 at the time, you know, just floating between jobs, you know, like trying to do well for myself, but definitely a little bit kind of scattered in what I maybe thought my life path was going to be. And then this, uh, that changed it, man. So it was a good decision. When I got to Jacksonville, it definitely helped expedite that process. So, Well, I was going to say, so were you the first V Pizza or was there one in Jacksonville and you came up here? Yes, yeah, so what happened? So we, I was a, me and, and, and Ryan Parker, who's my partner, we had just op we opened a new one in Briar Creek in Raleigh. Okay. So we were a part of the inception of the first one. Me and like the kitchen side, right? Like, uh, so our our biggest kind of the biggest stick is our stick is that we import our ovens are handmade in Naples. So it's a handmade Stefano Ferrara pizza oven. Um, it's made. It's like third generation pizza oven makers, right? These guys kind of walk around town like. You know, like everybody knows who they are. They make these ovens. Every every pizzeria has them. And then we import all of our core pizza ingredients from Naples. No substitutions ever. So we use double zero caputo flour. We'll use like true San Marzano tomatoes, like buffalo mozzarella cheese. All of our meats besides the chicken is imported. All of like our cured meats, obviously. Um, cheeses, the tomatoes. Not like if you were to get like a pizza with cherry tomatoes, not the cherry tomatoes, but for our sauce and the flour. Um so we just kind of get started. You know, initially the problem was all these people that are used to a New York style pizza or a Chicago style pizza, are they going to kind of be taken aback by a pizza that needs to be eaten with a knife and a fork, right? Or that won't really hold up. Like we don't deliver. The reason why we don't deliver is the product just won't hold up. There's no preservatives, no GMOs. So it does pizza, not travel well. No, it needs to be eaten super fresh. Exactly. Yeah. So 30, you know, we'll do takeout obviously because the idea is if you're picking up the pizza and taking it home, you probably live within 20 minutes, right? You're not really going to drive 35 minutes. I mean, maybe you do, but you probably shouldn't. Um, so that's why we don't deliver. So the, the biggest idea was we need to set the expectation before the pizza comes out and get these people to, to realize why it is we're doing it this way. So, so I remember when you guys were, when V Pizza was getting started, I was running a brewery at the time and, you know, we're, you're always keeping your eye on new accounts yeah. coming out. Um, I, I didn't know. I just figured it was some chain because I knew you guys had come up from Florida. So right. was Carrie was the second location in the nation or two? It was the third location. So yeah, two in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now there's one in Carrie. There's one in Raleigh. And there's one 
Is that Briar the Briar Creek, Creek one? Yeah. Yes, okay. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just think his timing was impeccable six weeks before COVID. I mean, yeah, it was, it was tough because, you know, you, you, you know, you grow up in restaurants, right? So what's like the, what's kind of like the, what, what you can think as a little kid is like the, the pinnacle of that. It's all, oh, I'm going to own my own restaurant one day. So then we were able to, and not only am I doing it, but I'm doing it with my childhood best friend and a bunch of buddies that I had met in Florida. Right. We had all moved here together. We rented a huge house in like new Hill when we first right. got here. Right. And it, you know, it felt like a, like a frat house. Right. What was that like? It was, I mean, it was <laughs> insane. Like, like there was, there's so many, like, I feel like we definitely do. Everyone's all, oh, you know, we run a restaurant differently. We run the restaurant differently. Like it's strange in there. You know what I mean? Like we, we spend holidays together. We go out for drinks together. We, it helped because that was the best thing about a, an awful situation like COVID, right? Not to make light of it, but it definitely brought us together because we're new to a city. Nobody had really made any friends outside of the store. And then the world shut down. You're not going to try to meet new people, right? Because of COVID, we didn't even know what it meant when it first started, right? So it was just us every day waking up in the morning and driving to work together and working out in the parking lot and, you know, getting through dinner rush and then going you know, getting a movie or playing a video game just every single day, you know, beer pong tournaments at the house, just whatever we could do to just kind of stay sane. So it helped. It definitely formed some type of, you know, like this family kind of like atmosphere that we already had because we had known each other, but we weren't going to different houses. We weren't going home to our outside lives. It was just V and then that was it, you know, so. Why, why'd you guys decide on Cary? What made you choose this area? So the, the story of that is relatively funny. I was looking for those ovens. So those ovens, it takes a while. If you try to get them from Naples, they need to be cured and set and then tiled. So you could wait on them. You know, it, it could be three to four months, right? Depending on shipping. And this is a pre-COVID world. We got lucky. I was Googling um, restaurants on the coast. Like, so we, we wanted to say on like the Eastern, right? So we want to say on the East Coast, there was a few of these that, that, my friend actually knew the guy very like, you know, as like an acquaintance, he had just heard this guy's name. It was called pizza. La Stella, La Stella right. yeah. locations of La Stella. So I cold called him the day before Halloween. Um, we had opened that January. So like that October 30th, we had called the store. The owner happened to be there. I spoke to him on the phone. I said, Hey, this isn't a joke. Would you want to, you want to maybe get out of the business and I could talk to the landlord and take over your lease. And he was like ecstatic. He's like, yeah, when do you want to see it? So we drove up the next day and we had seen the one in Carrie. He had one in downtown Raleigh that had That's just right. closed. Yep. Um, and we took over that lease. And then we ended up taking his second set of ovens that were in downtown. We just shipped them and we stored them in like um, in a storage unit until we put them to Briar Creek. So they sat in storage for two years and then we were able to take it over. But it was really, you know, to be honest, I'd be lying. I didn't really know much about Cary or Ra I, had, I had done a couple things in Raleigh. I'd, I'd been here a couple of times, like spent a couple of weekends kind of growing up, just hanging out, checking out the bar scene, but didn't know a ton about the area before we got here. So do you ever buy lottery tickets? <laughs> no i mean because it sounds like that was kind of like hitting a lottery when you found the oven you wanted in yep. a space that worked that one phone call in a town that is often voted one of the top if not the top one of the top five places in the country to live work yep. play to do whatever you know it's funny when the first that we had when we had starting when we started to try to figure out hey does this make sense and like are we really going to move to a place none of us had ever been to uh i forgot who it was it might have been i think it was ryan he had an alexa you know like the little alexa yeah, like yeah, robot yeah. thingy and at that point in time you could ask alexa what's what's the what's the number one city in the in the united states and it was apex yeah. And Apex was like, that's what Alexis said. That's a peak of good living. And then we looked at it and then we looked at it. We we're like, oh, Apex and Carry. They're like neighbors. They're right there. Yeah. So um, that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, I feel like whatever COVID was unlucky, we definitely had a lot of luck leading up to it. And even after, you know what I mean? Like the fact that we were able to keep our doors open, 
you know, V Pizza is a white building in that Trader Joe's shopping center that people associated with, for whatever reason, not the best business practices. And it was a piece of Several shop. failed businesses had, had been there, right? So, um, again, I'm a native of this area and have been watching that shopping center for years. So let's talk about the team that came up from Florida. How much of the team is still together? Yeah, I mean, so now um, our kitchen manager at Carrie was a day one cook. Our front house manager at Carrie was a day one like waitress. Um, obviously, now Ryan is is part owner at the new restaurant. My childhood best friend was a cook with us. Now he's their front of house manager. Um, kitchen manager at Briar Creek started at Carry Day One as a cook. And we have a couple others that kind of float. So um, it truly is family. Yeah, man. No, for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's there's no uh there's no blood, but I mean uh, there might as well be. So when COVID hit, you were very fresh, very new to to carry and to to V Pizza here. Um you did some creative things early in COVID because we did nobody knew what it was, right? Um, but we had, we, we knew we couldn't come into the place, but you tried some things in your parking lot. Uh, I remember you were doing, uh, beer in the, you know, beer and a pizza people come <laughs> yeah. up and you were showing a movie. Um, tell us how that worked. I mean, I, I don't know why it stopped. I would think either time just took it or maybe the ALE or ABC or town shut it down. But, um, you know, you were again trying to build that community. Tell us a little bit about that and, and why you did it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, like you said, we were super new and you know, it is what it is. We definitely, we needed a way to kind of like make our mark a little bit. Right. Um, so Ryan is just, I'm not like the biggest movie guy. He's like a huge movie buff. He'd go home every night to watch a different movie. I was like, Hey man, we should just try to build something in the parking lot. Maybe like an old school drive-in movie theater. You could probably fit like nine cars, like parked facing the building. Right. That's so all right. How, how much, how many cars are we really going to get? So, uh, I bought like a curtain from Home Depot, a projector, a couple speakers from Best Buy. So like our whole setup was, was probably less than like 500 bucks all in. And then we had advertised it. We do all of our marketing. Like I just like write a bunch of Facebook and Instagram right. posts, yep. which can be which can be kind of a lot. But um, we had advertised a movie night. The first night we probably had like five or six cars. Second night we probably had like 30. And there was no like prerequisite. You don't have to buy a pizza. And we even said like, yo, like just come hang out with us. Right. You know what I mean? Like. The kids already ate. We don't care. Like, yeah, we want, do you want you to buy food? Yeah, I guess, but I don't really care. It is what it is. And then ABC news ended up coming out and they did a little story on us. And like the way that they had posted, you know, like the power of like photography and stuff, you would have thought there were like 300 cars in the lot. <laughs> right. So then the district attorney sent out a, uh, an email and was like, Hey, we're going to find you if you don't stop because you're not social distancing the cars. So oh, then wow. I, so then I, you know, you, you could, t you can drive up Kildare farm road and get to the Walmart it's 300 people inside of Walmart. So I right. sent her a picture back and I said, you're not socially distancing Walmart. And I was like, you must have a, I was like, you must know someone in the pizza game and you're trying to shut me down. So then she sent the cop, she sent the police officer out the next day. And uh, she, he was like, all right. So he, they find me one day and they're like, yeah, Yo, you got to stop. And I was like, if we were making money on this thing, then maybe I would keep it going. But like, we're not even really making sales on it. Now I'm just kind of doing it out of spite. And then it's like, all right, well, that's how you lose business, right? Like I can't. I, That's I can't amazing. I mean, I figured there was probably something to it. Uh, it was so silly. I mean, right. You know, Kilder Farm Road is, is is three cars. So if three cars are next to each other stopped at a red light, right. they're less socially distanced than my cars are. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, she's like, well, well the windows are open. And it seems even <laughs> it seems even more ridiculous today because obviously we know more. We sure and, do. And but still. now we have stadiums full of people outside and that's. Yeah, That's but okay. Even then, but at, I mean, at the time, we didn't. No, look, we, we want to be safe, so I get it. And like, absolutely. I, I, I and back then, it. everybody was terrified of right. everything because right. it was all so unknown. They were, but I still think that's a case where somebody and, and and this is a great segue into the pizza wars, the the carry pizza wars. We'll uh 
we'll, we'll jump there in just a minute. But, uh, you know, we our office where we're doing this podcast is directly across the street from Bond Brothers Brewing in downtown Cary. Yeah. And Bond, uh, much to their credit, they were doing things to uh, very much like you were. They started delivery. They started a drive through where you could place your order. You could drive through in your car and you'd have to roll your window down or open the door to put the beer in there. But they <laughs> but there were I mean, there were times when there were lines out there uh, of people. And then they started um, doing these beer days where they would have beer from three or four other breweries that they would you could order online and they would fill those orders for you. So That's they awesome. were trying to help out their industry people. Yeah. Um, but they never got that. They never got that cease and desist. It was which that I, ABC, that ABC News thing, which was on. I mean, look, which all things which considered, was, is a win for us, right? Because then, sure, yes, you know, exposure. of course, like we post the email from the DA, and we're like, look at us, yeah. small business. So it helped. It is what it is, but but it, but it goes right into the pizza wars, and you know, I find it. I, I don't know. I just find it funny that people just get so, they get so upset. They just get so personal about whether it's. We talked about New York, and I said you said pizza and wing. I said wings. Man, it's like people will fight you over what's the best pizza and they'll yeah. fight you over what's the best wing. And you know what? More than anything else, too, man. It's like they're all, not saying this about tacos like aggressively. It's all it's all individuals, right? I don't and like there's things that Adam eats that I don't eat. And I just don't like it. There's a beer Adam will drink that I go, oh, that's an awful beer. I don't care for it. It's palate. So everybody's personal, but there have been some really personal pan pizzas. Personal pan pizzas. <laughs> there have been some there's been some very uh, harsh debates on Cary Downtown or Downtown Cary, the Facebook groups yeah. about pizza, where people have gotten truly personal. So um, this is a question for you. When you don't eat V pizza, what pizza do you eat? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Or do you just, you're at V pizza all the time, so you never have a chance to eat <laughs> no, pizza? Don't eat pizza. <laughs> no, so... Uh, um, pizza, so it's not in Cary. Can I say when it's not Absolutely, in Cary? Sure. So Pizza Toro... Okay, in Durham. In Durham, they're awesome. fantastic so things good. about yeah, them. Yeah, that place is awesome. So good. Yeah, so like I'm, I, it is what it is. Like I'm more drawn to Neapolitan style pizza. They do Neapolitan style pizza. And they do it really, really well. Okay. Um, what I will so, I, I've I've been to every pizzeria and there's a lot of good pizza here. Yeah, like, there I, is. I, I, just one because I'm in the industry and two because like pizza's cool. I want to eat pizza yeah. when I can, right? So I'll run in and say what's up. There was someone. Uh, we had open and we had we had won a couple like you know best pizza and carry awards which are incredible sure, right yeah. so we had won them someone i won't say who it was but another pizzeria had had reached out and was like just wait till we open then we're gonna f and win every award in this town <laughs> so i said i was like all right man like i don't really know who you are and then, like i looked them up and he was just like you know just just someone that we probably shouldn't be talking that way and then the time had come and like that that award had come out next year and then we had won it again so I reach out to him. I, I just like screenshotted his comment from the year before. I was like, "Hey, man, maybe next year, man. Like, maybe you'll get him." But for the most part, everybody is really inclusive. Yeah, like, yeah. like we've had, I've had good conversations with, um, like like the guys from Pizza Veritas. And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Which I had I uh, two weeks ago for the first time. I don't yep. want to butcher the name. But it's, right it's another one. It's like it starts with an F. Um, yeah, exactly. Right across yeah, the street. Right across the street. Yeah, right yeah like, yep. you know, a lot of times you're just you're, you're honestly DMing people on Instagram, and it's like, "Hey, have you guys tried anything recently?" Or like. When we did the movie, we were like, yo, like we did this and it and it kind of gave us a jump, you know, maybe we could do X, Y, or Z. And then when there were the um the social and justin kind of marches, we had done something for that. Yeah. And I reached out to every pizzeria in Karen. I was like, hey, does anybody want to link up? Like we're doing this event. And I think that it's gonna be good for just for the town and to kind of help everybody kind of come together in these weird times. And so I mean, yeah, I mean, there's enough. There, there's so many, there's a lot of people that live in Cary, and people that live in Cary are definitely loyal to their town. So 
if you put something up and carry, they're going to try to support it. So like, I mean, it's pizza. Some people eat pizza five nights a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just glad to hear that, that it's a collaborative industry. I mean, Adam and I have been involved in the beer industry for a long time and the beer industry is very collaborative. The people want to work together. If you need a, you know, if you need some hops and, you know, Bond's got hops and triangle down the street needs them and they can spare them for a few days till they can yeah. get them back. That happens. So um, I, I know that that industry is very collaborative and I'm glad to hear that you and the other pizzeria owners uh, don't take it personally when the fans fight over it, which no. is cool. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're, we're excited that people, are, I mean, it's nice that they're passionate about it, right? Yeah. Like in the downtown carry group, there's like a running joke where the moderator oh, yeah. will like make the not joke. The about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, that's you, Dennis. For us, it's like, <laughs> hey, keep them come. so on. So Dennis's son works at V. Okay. Yeah. So who's honestly been incredible? But you know, he came in and, and I did not know that. I just know Dennis from the group, and, I was, yeah, yeah. and he had like reached out. He's like, hey, man, like you know, would you consider it? Not a lot of experience. And I'm like, man, I, I don't have a lot of experience. Like, just yeah. just bring him. And uh, he's been great for us. And you know, so Dennis always tongue in cheek will make those comments, but gets people talking. So it helps with engagement yeah. on the group. They always have 200 comments, right? Like somehow Absolutely. it always goes crazy. So, I mean, for us, talk about any, you know, talk about anybody's pizza or restaurant or food and let people kind of jump in. Um, and it helps. Like we had talked before we went on about that other restaurant and just, you know, we want people to get the word out, right? It's, it's, yep. it's better to talk about these businesses that are here and trying to give back than, you know, than something, than something of no consequence, right? That's not going to help anybody. Let's talk about the food. I'm from Maryland, not necessarily the pizza mecca that uh that you <laughs> <Curious>. might <laughs> there was a place il forno my wife and i went there every friday when we first got married you know for 30 bucks we're getting splitting a large pizza two salads and a pitch of miller light and life was life was Bingo. good when you're 24 Hard. 25 yeah. years old right um and it was great but i fell in love with wood fire brick oven pizza which is your stuff right yeah yeah literally yeah for those who don't know, what's different about that than a New York or a Chicago or anything else? Um, what makes that stand apart? Yeah, so the biggest thing for us is um, is like you talked about, the fact that it's wood fire. So we use a dry kilned oak and there's no gas assist. So that just means every morning we just, we just you know, we make like almost a, like a hashtag with wood. We light it up, get the oven hot. We try to get the oven to right around 900 degrees Fahrenheit. And then we'll throw our pizzas in. Um, Neapolitan pizza by nature is a little bit smaller. So we'll like our biggest size pizza is a 13 inch, which is like probably the equivalent of like a medium at most like New York style places. Um, it's advertised with like a dark char on the outside of the crust. So almost like little like leopard spotting. And then um, it's like a wet center. So we want that wet center. It's not going to be that super, super crisp, like underbelly. Um, and again, like it's meant to be eaten with a knife and a fork. Um, you know, we try to use the freshest ingredients. What's cool about us is, you know, as, as the times progress and people become more health conscious, there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of research that just shows that like gluten isn't really the best for you. Right. So the old, you can offer a true gluten-free crust. Like we offer like a cauliflower crust. Let's say if someone has like celiac disease and they can't touch gluten, but what's cool about, we make, we make our dough daily. It's fresh dough. We use um, imported double zero caputo flour. So it's not like a V pizza thing necessarily, but just, double zero caputo flour we use a different like we don't use the F, we don't follow the fda we follow the eu so it's the european union it's like their food guidelines so double zero caputo flour it's not bleached it's not enriched with no gmos so for people like myself that just have like a gluten intolerance right where you eat a lot of eat a lot of pasta or you eat a lot of pizza and you get like that pit in your stomach and you just feel uncomfortable so like hey i'm avoiding gluten quote unquote you wouldn't get that from v just because of the quality of the flour right 
Um, so we advertise that on every table. That's something that we definitely able to. Sometimes guests will almost roll their eyes like, yeah, there's no gluten. And we're like, no, we're not saying that. What we're saying is your body doesn't recognize the gluten that it would the way it'll recognize an American gluten. And again, it's not us. It's just the way that the, that the flour is made, right? So um, it's it's we try to be as authentic as possible. Um, you know, we, we kind of like hang our hats on like super. We get all of our produce locally, right? So the way that we import all of our, our pizza ingredients, then then on the other side, the things like cherry tomatoes or cucumbers we'll get from, it's called Papazan Produce. So it's a husband and wife. They use their kids as like delivery drivers. It's an awesome company. And that's where we get our produce from. And that's just kind of how we've been operating. So not New York style. When they see me, they think, oh, you know, New York guy, whatever. I'm sure it's just, and you know, it, you know, it has relatively good reviews and good business. So it must be this great New York style pizza, but it's just not, man. It's, it's, it's pretty different. It's not the same thing. So it's amazing pizza though. Thank you. I appreciate that. So let's talk about the wings. Um, I, I love the wings there. Thank you. Um, I wish you had buffalo all the time. We do. You just did that, didn't you? I was yeah, thinking we, I'd we, read we that. We just made the switch. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people had that. There's actually a guy who lives in Cary that made us that, won that, that had us make the change. Okay. His name is Aaron Rich. He is just like the most arrogant guy that probably lives in Cary. But he's, <laughs> he's a good dude. He's got a big heart. So uh, he would write on our Facebook post, like, he would spam him like 10, 15 times a post. He'd be like, put him on, put him on, put him on. Yeah. And then we had made a bet about a, about a donation to our cancer foundation, V for Victory, and he stood by it. And I'm like, all right, we'll put we'll put wings, buffalo wings on all the time. So we've had them on ever since. Good. Um, yeah, so those are, to, to describe the wings, it's same. So they're not fried. The only thing that gets hot in, in our store is that oven. So we just don't have any fryers or like, you know, or grills or anything of that nature. So uh, we'll marinate the wings for 24 hours. It's a jumbo chicken wing. So, I mean, they're meaty. That's a nice, it's a nice wing. We'll marinate them. Um, Things like thyme, oregano, rosemary, a lot of sugar, red wine, some other stuff that I won't really get into. <laughs> um, and then after they marinate, we'll, we'll, we'll basically we'll cook them to 165 degrees so that they're fully cooked um, in that oven. So, you know, we'll go halfway, then we'll turn each wing one by one, and then we'll cook them the rest of the way. And then when you order them, we're going to like charm and finish them like in that because we have two ovens. One's called Amore, which is like Italian for love. It just means like, okay, you're cooking it with love, so you're cooking it at a much lower heat. So we'll keep that oven at like 450, whereas our pizza oven's at like 900, 925. Um, and that's, we'll finish the wing in that super hot oven. It'll get like a nice char on the outside of the wing, still like super tender on the inside. So it's not like a, it's not like a Buffalo style wing that's like drenched in sauce, right? Right. It's more, but it's not like a dry rub. It's just like a seasoned. And it's not um, fried as a Buffalo no, style yeah, typically exactly. would be. And it's yeah, not bread right. and it's some. No, wanted. and it's not like, you know, it's not yeah. smoked. And so many things it's right. not, right? Right. But, um, luckily the wings have been good. If you guys had seen, we were forced for a pretty long time because of COVID and kind of like supply chain stuff. The wings, we had to raise our price. So our, our, our case of wings had doubled, like genuinely 100%. Saw your post last week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So then yeah. we were finally able to drop the wing prices down, which is something that we were super excited about. And we promised people that we would. So we did. And now they're at a much more respectable price. So. So it's good that you were able to bring the price of wings back down in your establishment. Uh, I know a lot of folks are, are still up. Um, the restaurants have had a hard time, and, and, and we get it. I think most consumers that go out to eat are expecting to have, for the most part, slower service yep. and higher prices. And hopefully uh, most of us are patient and willing to not get upset. I, I was somewhere the other day, and um, I was waiting. Actually, it was a, it was a place here in downtown Cary. And I know that they're on a skeleton crew 
And I stood there seven or eight minutes while the, the person was taking care of other orders and on the phone and filling, you know, handing out orders that had already been filled. And, you know, normally I'm not a very patient person when it comes to stuff like that, but you have to be right now. Yeah. Um, but it's really good that uh, I, I do love your wings. I love your pizza. Um, I don't get in there as often as I would like, but uh, I, <laughs> I mean, we appreciate the business. Yeah. And to piggyback on that last point, definitely Carrie has has they've come out the right way. They've supported us. They have been patient. They've been good to our staff. They've written a lot of nice reviews. You know, like they've shared posts on social media. So for a bunch of people that are just not from North Carolina and be kind of welcomed in the way that Carrie has, I mean, obviously we're super. Well, nobody super, in Carrie's from great. North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. So, but still, I mean, nah, they, they've been great to us. So we are um, super appreciative of that for sure. Well, you talk about skeleton crew. You talk about um, people being, being gracious and, um, understanding what's going on uh and being generous that's part of being generous i guess part part of what you guys do speaking of generosity though you have a cancer foundation yes called v is for victory yes yeah, so we have v for victory which is um definitely uh, it's just it's the most important thing that we do so what v for victory does is it works with families of all ages um anyone that from the time that they are diagnosed with cancer through remission, what we do is, is we raise money for those families. We're not able to cover medical expenses because our money just wouldn't go that far, right? We don't raise millions of dollars. So what we do instead is we try to work with partners locally that can provide services that kind of get left behind once a cancer diagnosis happens, right? So your life gets flipped, you know, turned upside down. What are you not thinking about? You're not getting an oil change and your tires don't have any more thread on them and you're not mowing the lawn and you're not, you know, getting house cleaning done and things of that nature. So what we try to do is we'll raise money. We try to get as many partners as we can, which we're building here and carry pretty well. We have over a dozen now. Um, all that we ask them to do is just provide services at cost. We never ask for more than one service a month. So, for example, I have a hairdresser that's a partner now with FIFA Victory. We will never send her more than one a month. Hey, can you do me a favor? I need some this cancer patient who wants a hair done, right? Or, or the, the mother of someone that's battling cancer needs a hair done. If this service costs you 200 bucks, what's your cost on it? Can you pay me that? Can I pay you that instead? We raise the money on every receipt before, like, the tip line. You know, like, you pay it, you, like, you add the tip. It says add V for Victory. We have like a bunch of prompts throughout the store and then um we want our we want our staff obviously every time to give a quick little explanation on what v victory is um it was hard at the beginning right because we opened the restaurant then COVID hit so it's like you know you don't want to throw too many things that like sure. at a customer we do pizza we have can't you know like all this stuff right but these past six seven months we've definitely tried to make it more of a focal point um We've worked a, a quick little. We work with Omega Sports, you know, like Omega Sports, that yeah. locally owned, um, like sporting goods store. And we got to, we have three young kids that are currently in V for Victory with us that are all three battling cancer. And we got to come in, I got to take them on like shopping sprees. So we went in when the store was closed. So there was no like COVID kind of exposure. It was just me and the, and the kids and their families. And we got them a bunch of, you know, bats and and you know sporting goods and sneakers and all that stuff so little things like that it's up to us to just spread the word and get these businesses the more businesses that we have in kind of like our pocket right we're able to do more for these families that need it but it's been great for us great for the staff so um you know just just trying to trying to give back where we can well as someone who is you know i think we've all been touched in some way by cancer unfortunately um, yeah you know thank you for doing that that's yeah man no thank you it's not only is it great to have great food it's also um, it's extra special when you know that you guys have some heart behind it too. It's a nice, nice thing to be a part of. And that's really cool. Cause I, I hadn't really thought about it until you 
are sitting there explaining what what you do and you're right you know my father uh passed away 11 and a half years ago from a brain tumor so and very fortunate for us he he passed away very quickly seven weeks from the time it was discovered and and you know it it, it didn't drag out and um but during that seven weeks now that i think back about it i'm not sure who cut the grass i'm not sure who did what right I think my brother's stepson probably did, but you're right. You don't think about those things because it's no longer important. No, exactly. Right. But when you've got somebody there that's helping you with those or it's available, then that, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's been good for the staff to stand behind something that, that means a lot. Like you said to everybody, right. And it's, it's unfortunate and it sinks, but everybody is probably not more than like one or two degrees away from someone close to them that unfortunately is battling cancer or has battled cancer. Right. So, um, again and the town has been great for that too we have a lot of donations a lot of people spread the word for us um and that's what you know it, it really is obviously you know we want to be successful as a business but we want to be able to do this stuff too so hopefully it continues to grow and uh, and carrie continues to come out for us and not just us but other businesses too and just you know gets us through everything that we're all that we've all kind of been fighting through right so now the fun part yeah before we let you go <laughs> we have the hard-hitting questions nice first thing that comes to your mind why is Boston such a great sports town? We all know that. <laughs> Why was Babe Ruth better as a Red Sox? <laughs> okay. Wow. Actually, he started in Baltimore, guys. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> so before we let you go, we're going to ask some hard-hitting questions here. This is our rapid-fire segment, and this is really, really where we get to know our guests and what motivates them. Are we ready? I'm ready. Anthony, ready. are you ready? First yes, thing that comes into your mind. Okay. You can't think. You just got to react. All right. Favorite sports teams. Cause Yankees. I know you're a New York guy, but New they go in groups. I know, I know y'all travel in packs. It's Yankees and what else? Knicks. You're not a football fan? Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Whoa, whoa, wow. whoa. What? Diehard Baltimore Ravens fan. It's actually, I'm going to show you. That doesn't even make sense. Like, I can't. It's a background on my phone. I can't understand why. How did that happen? I'm not even a Ravens fan, and I'm from Maryland. I went to college in Baltimore. 2000, so I was always basketball growing up, and obviously the Yankees. I was getting into football. In 2000, I was what? I was 11. Um, the Ravens went on a Super Bowl run. They played the Giants. Mm -hmm. Ray Lewis was in the news every day for, suing, for doing extracurricular things off, yes. the, off the field. And the Ravens won, like, what? It was like 42 to 3 or something. And from that day on, I was a fair weather little kid, and I was like, I'm now a Ravens fan. Yeah. And it's stuck. Huh. Yeah. Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl MVP. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest is history. All right. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. Oh. Yes. All right. Are New York bagels really that good? Yes. How? It's not the water. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's because the people that are in New York are skilled and they know what they're doing. There's a couple of places that have great bagels here. So there, there's two that almost okay. have the same name, but NYC Bagels has the best bagels. Where is this place? This one over in the Walmart Plaza? It's it's in the plaza with um man there's like nothing in that shopping center it's next to like a men's barber shop he's from Ronkonkoma so he's from New York that's a made and up that place. doesn't make it in the best I'm pretty sure that's that's a made up place NYC, NYC bagels two six three Grande Heights Drive and Cary the owner is that he's he's the only one that makes the bagels when he's not there they close the shop oh it's in Harris Teeter. It's in the Harris Theater Shopping Center. I promise you, if you where the been Walmart there, is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is there a Walmart there too? Yeah. My bad. It's okay, at the corner sorry. of. It's 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 at a, Waverly. It's across from Waverly. Yeah. Okay. It's in one of the corner, and everybody. I've heard. Place. Oh, yeah, do I've, they? That's the place I've that heard sells about out. that place. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they sell out. This was my. I haven't. I don't really tell too many people. Oh no, I'm trying man. To, that's yeah. uh, it's a great. Yeah. It's a great bagel. Name your favorite of the Seven Dwarfs. Sleepy. 
something you probably don't get a lot of. <laughs> I enjoy it though. <laughs> All right. Pepperoni or sausage? Sausage. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Like, no right. He, like, he's a Ravens fan, and he picks <laughs> ranch over blue cheese. I I don't get I'm this. Completely blown away with that. Favorite childhood TV show? I'm gonna say Rugrats. Oh, good one. Stale Sour Patch Kids or Fresh Circus Peanuts? Oh, it's a tough one, right? One. No, no way. Stale Sour Patch Kids all day. Yeah, I, wow. I can't do a circus peanut either. Okay. All right, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you enjoy garlic? Ooh, uh, 8.5. Okay. Respectable. Does pineapple belong on pizza? On a flying Hawaiian pizza at V Pizza, yes, sir, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Rapillo of V Pizza, thank you for coming on. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Um, I need some pizza now in my life. <laughs> Thanks for uh, thanks for being lively on Facebook and and talking about all the things that are happening and keeping us aware of what you're doing there and uh, and for just being a part of our community. Thank I you. I think that's really cool. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. The number one thing I learned is that somehow you can grow up and be a diehard Yankees fans and still somehow like the Ravens. Yeah, that was probably the weirdest thing about this podcast. I mean, not that he was from New York and didn't know everything. It was that he was a Ravens fan. Yeah, um, all of all apologies go to our friends from New York. You know you're the ones. <laughs> you know I you love know, you. You know who we're talking. And you to. know who you are. <laughs> no, but uh, just again another another great guest doing some really positive things in the community, yeah. and not to mention the food is outstanding. And you know it's nice to have places though that in town that that you root for you want to succeed and i think these guys are one of them yeah i agree and you know anthony's just one of those guys it was fun to meet him i've seen him in there every time i've ever been he's been in there um and he's running around and he's working his, his tail off um as most entrepreneurs do especially in the restaurant business uh until they build something and they can actually take a little time off but uh man how do you open up a restaurant six weeks before covid and now he's opened up his second one already. Um, it just, I think it speaks to his work work ethic as well as the product. Yeah, and honestly, there's some people are just built a different way. Yeah. Like some people can look past all the trauma that we dealt with and still be able to see clearly a future plan laid out. And I have a lot of respect for people who can do that because that's a very, very difficult thing. Well, in business, you have to look beyond the immediate. You have to be thinking 6, 12, 24 months, five years down the road, um, especially in that type of business where you might want to expand. But uh, I think in any business, if you are looking at the immediate, then uh, you're probably already in trouble. But um, I'm really excited for him. It was great to have him on. Uh, what a personality. Uh, I, I'm, again, I, I can't say anything bad about, about these guys or what they do. It's really cool to have them. Well, that's going to wrap it up for another edition of Carry Live, Work, Play. Again, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Please rate us positively, please. And we will see you next week.